Is it a recording in progress? Maybe. Or is it a progress in recording? Possibly. Possibly. Ah! My eardrums just popped. See, that's what you get for being a clown. That gummit, they dilated my peoples. Uh, you of, had an eargasm. Lot of fucking, lo- way too many. <laughs> wow, shit. <laughs> shit. Some 90s kid just had a fucking conniption. <laughs> We're not helping him out. Uh-huh. Yes, folks. All right. <clears throat> Phoenix Collider. Yes. Is still making it with the wine cellar. Yes. We're still worried about the lady. <laughs> but let's see what we can go with the candy man. Yes. God, God, God damn it, man. Now they say it's all about gentrification, but I don't know how they want to get in this nation in a bad way. Through Cabrini Green, so we could creep through the night without being seen. But then you said his name five times in the mirror. You didn't think he would step up and get near ya. You got caught slipping, you got booked, Hook caught up on the hook. Nigga, now look, you done slipped, you done got fast away in the game. Oh no, I can't even say his name. My freestyles fell off the rails. But I still got a story to tell. Shout out to Big Max from the Patreon. Text message back and forth all day we on. Slacking that work while I'm sitting on the phone. Thinking about doing a podcast when I get home. This, that, and the other. Whatever, motherfucker. All right, all right. Halloween coming on you busters. That's right, and I'll play. Dressed up like Pennywise, Crip walking in the driveway. And other such things that I might do. Cause on Halloween, I, I might act a right fool. <laughs> Get a Pennywise mask, put it on the oscillating fan, and scare your ass. Alright. You cannot just terrify the children. This is all bad behavior. Very bad behavior. Right. I am just waiting to watch El Orfanato, cause it is almost October, and that is my favorite horror movie. I am into um El Fortunato. I tell you that right now. That's not the name of it, and you've never seen it. I've never seen El Fortunato. You've never seen El Orfanato, no? Willy nilly nonsense. Really? Yeah, I know what that movie's about. Oh yeah, what's it about? <laughs> Quarantine camps. <laughs> I, I Actually, hate this kind thing. of. <laughs> Fucking great. <laughs> you see, and that, you said kind of. Yeah. So you proved it's true. I didn't prove anything. I don't care what Nancy Pelosi and her insurrectionist nonsense has to say. Mm-hmm. And that's a fact, Jack. No. No, it's not a fact, Jack? No. All right. New wine cellar music. That's a funny clip to keep around. Yes? You're a dork. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, yes. Trigger warnings and all that love. Decibels looking decent. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, shout out to Max. We're kicking it, riffing, and whatnot. And what have you, even. Right. Talking about the hot new Dead Prez albums, or really the old Dead Prez albums. <laughs> Gil Scott Heron and mm-hmm. all that. Yes. <clears throat> the coup? The coup a bit. Yeah. I like yeah, that. maybe. Oh, shit. We should uh, have one of the slumber parties and look at the uh, Sorry to Bother You film. We could do that. Wait, do they have sex in that one? There's fucking sex in every damn thing. <laughs> Niggas complaining about gangster rap. Why is there sex in every movie? I don't think there's a sex scene in that movie. I just think it shows them like in bed laying together as a couple. Okay. But I don't think there's like an actual sex scene. I don't know. I don't think there is one. God damn, just every fucking thing is just fucking Cinemax now. <laughs> what happened when it would just kept it to Cinemax, sir? Well, you know. 
That's because you didn't have um, the anti-porn lobby here to save you. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Yes, we did. They were the same people of the satanic panic. They were the same <laughs> fucking people. All right. You went, we went into this. Fiend Scalita had a lot more attitude when we first pressed record. Yeah, well, I'm going to <laughs> when I start reading that stupid article again. Well, the thing is, this movie is about gentrification. I, is it, though? I don't understand what people are saying, right? So we watched Candyman. I liked it as a movie on the whole. I thought it was pretty good. I was hoping for a higher body count. Um, did not get that, unfortunately. But yeah, overall, I felt like it was pretty good. It had a lot of um, more so like, I guess, what would you say? Like atmospheric type of hmm. suspense as opposed to like straight up gore or like blood and guts type. Yeah, that's what the like when I was listening to like really actual like real film nerds talking about the movie. <laughs> yes, they were like, oh yeah, this is we relied a lot more on just being uncomfortable. That was the real terror. Was that right, I, I, the right. surroundings were terrifying, and I was like, mm, yes, Muffy, yes. <laughs> and uh, they, you know, the real yeah. film, the film buffs, you know, the, the real film, buffs, the people yes. that are like, that's a three four camera. No, the fuck, it's not. It, yeah, I mean, you're probably right, but go fuck yourself. Why? Why? Because the only nerds I respect right now are the COVID nerds <sighs> and the and, and the legal nerds that are helping folks with evictions. Right. Those are my nerds right now. You film nerds are being fucking pretentious. People are locked down and quarantined. Those of us that are still rep- responsibly quarantining, let people like stuff. Yes. Okay. Please, honestly, leave Candyman alone. <laughs> Not the leave Britney alone voice. Um, yeah, no, so I liked it. Um, I think, uh, what I, some of the things I just appreciated, um, I like the actor who was Candyman, not, I, yeah, spoilers and all that shit, you know. Holy shit, um, on, on Facebook Live, it says this live video was moderated. By who? Re- remember to create a safe, uh, viewing experience by following the community standards. What? Holy shit, and it says live chat. Oh, who is watching? Well, anyways. Oh, I see what happened. What happened? I'm live on my own page. Oh. Instead of the Wine Cellar Media page. Oh. Okay, all right, keep rocking. Okay. Um, but yeah, so um, I liked the actor who played Candyman, even though he was only in the movie for like five minutes. Um, not the one who turned into Candyman, but the, and not the Tony Todd Candyman either. Uh, the, his, uh, in the movie, his name was Sherman and he was, um, lynched by police and became Candyman at one point. Um, he did like uh, an amazing job of being creepy, like for only being on the screen for 30 seconds. He was kind of terrifying with that. Um, the scene where the kid was doing laundry, I was so, I was kind of scared. Um, so, you know, that yeah, was... Where he came I, out the wall, right? Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, um, I thought that was, uh, good. Um, I did appreciate what they were doing as far as sort of expanding Candyman to be, um, more so of, um, like, I guess more of a generic black experience, I guess. Right? Because in the original, the main character Candyman was based on a specific character who got lynched and was now um, just basically fucking up a bunch of people with his hook, um, you know, as a vengeful ghost and doing that sort of thing. But in this movie, it wasn't necessarily just, it was more about, like, the mythology of Candyman as opposed to, like, this one guy is Candyman. Um, What did disappoint me, though, I did not see a lot of black women being represented there. 
because you know they kept making the references to like the bees and how like Candyman is the whole hive and they had all the pictures of like all these uh, like black folks who had like been lynched and shot by police and things like that but like they were all men and I was like really? Got a Rakia boy in the joint. Right I was like well so much for the whole I mean half of the hive maybe. Especially (laughs) uh, right after (laughs) old uh, black Republican ass um I almost said Alan Keyes. No, Alan West. Yeah. Uh, after Alan West literally in Texas said, when's the last time someone got stopped over a turn signal? Yeah, Sandra right? Bland. Like, get yeah. Sandra Bland in there while mm-hmm. while Alan West, old raggedy ass, is saying goofy shit like that. Yeah, Ayanna Jones, you know. Um, and I mean, obviously, you know, the goal is not to, de- to diminish uh, police brutality or racism faced by black men, but oftentimes black women are excluded from these conversations, even though black women are directly involved. You know, because this is uh, even if you're not the one being assaulted, it's still your husband or father or son. And you have to you know what I'm saying? Like every time these lynching happens, someone's mother has to make funeral preparations. Right. Or someone's sister has to work extra hours to, you know, put money on someone's books because they got beat into a confession. So um, I I did sort of like uh, I was a little sad that there was less presence of that, especially when there are so many like direct examples of black women um, being lynched and murdered by police. So um, I would have liked more of that. But like overall, I thought the movie was pretty solid. Um, overall, I think I liked it. Yeah, I just really wish I had a higher body count. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my big thing. I signed up for a horror film. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Have your little message. I'm from the 90s. I, lo- I love a little message. <laughs> you know, but God damn it. Let's, yeah, like you said, let's take some bodies out. Like, yeah. I want this to be what people say gangster rap is. I'm, yes. Yeah, I yes. want Spice One right. on screen, motherfucker. <laughs> right, I want, like, Quentin Tarantino level violence yeah. in my horror movies, please. Get in there. <laughs> right? It's TVMA. Yes. I mean, what, what, what the hell else we got? Like, there's nothing else going on. Everyone's stuck in here. Mm-hmm. Fucking, I'd be wanting to wear a mask in the house sometimes, really. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, just fucking, just just kill some of these niggas. Yeah, but yeah, so I was hoping for uh, more of that, but overall I felt like it was a pretty solid movie. What I am confused, though, uh, oh. what confuses me, right? No. Yeah. Is all these fucking people saying this movie is about gentrification? What the fuck are they talking about? It is about gentrification. How is it about, how? how? Well, let, let's see, let's see. I, I I I just love the look of all the fucking headlines when um because all I was looking for was the pushback scene where you were talking about how like um they mentioned that um the black people with class privilege are like among gentrifiers um mm-hmm. those of us in our echo chambers will remember reading an article I think it was an op-ed in the in the New York Times about a a, a black person with class privilege that moved to gentrifying Brooklyn because yeah. they could afford the new upcharge prices on rents. Mm-hmm. You know, so like we know about that and that was mentioned there. Like, oh, you can come here and do your little fucking art, little fucking art man. Yeah. You know, and well, the- it was also like a diss to by saying that um, artists bring gentrification because they don't want to get real jobs. And so to be a starving artist and still be able to afford the rent, you have to go somewhere where it's gentrified was like the implication Mm. that that's why so many like white people and artists in particular were moving there. It's because they didn't want to get real jobs and pay real rent. Which also fucking real jobs. Yeah, there's a there's a bootlicker sentiment to that. There is. You kind of have to push back against that. That line is set up to be pushed back against. Yeah. See these headlines. Jacobin Mag. Mm -hmm. Candyman rings terror out of the horror of gentrification. NPR. Candyman gets an update and the horror is gentrification. New York Post. 
Candyman indicts gentrification as the real horror. Okay. Right? Like, as it, it is September, we are, and that's, this article was in August. You're coming off the heels of the fucking, um, the, well, what is it, the, uh, the, of Michael Brown, the anniversary mm-hmm. of Michael Brown's murder, where there was no indictment, but they're saying indicts gentrification as the real horror. Um, CNN, uh, it does not have gentrification in their title, mm-hmm. but the folks at Nerdisty, which is the yeah. article Phoenix Collider has, is how gentrification expands Candyman's urban legend. So, now, I watched this movie. I understand that gentrification was um, a little bit of a plot point because it set up um, a lot of the stuff that happened in the movie, right? So the main character who became Candyman was an artist. He had his art going in a local gallery, and he lived in this gentrified area. So um, to a certain extent, you almost needed gentrification uh, as a way to put him there, um, to give him a reason to be there, and for the whole art exhibit that kicked off the plot and things like that to happen. But overall, I did not find it to be um, a significant thing uh, that was relevant to the movie, but apparently I'm wrong because everyone keeps saying it is. But I was like, well, let me look at one of these fucking articles and like let them convince me. So far, I'm not fucking convinced. Let's look and see what they have here. So this is the one that's on Nerdist. Um, They say, to be sure, black and brown people also arrive as part of the gentrifying set, but there is a distinction made between the two. White people are comfortable with those black and brown people who participate in gentrification with white friends. When they speak of inclusion and community, they do not mean the residents who are already present. That's what makes Anthony, that's the main character who becomes Candyman, a perfect fit. He is unknowingly from Cabrini Green, but also a part of the acceptable inclusion of black gentrifiers. He is straddling both worlds. All right, that's true. But what else do we have? Uh, Anthony's push to be the next Candyman is different from previous ones because William Burke, uh, William Burke is a character in the movie. Uh, We first see him as a small child doing laundry in the Cabrini Green apartment complex. Um, He, uh, while this is going on, the guy who I said was terrifying, (laughs) uh, police are looking for him because they think he's putting razor blades in candy and giving it to white children. And they did emphasize that a white girl got a piece of candy with a razor blade. That's why police were looking. And um, William Burke, as a child, inadvertently alerts police to um, Sherman's uh, existence. And the police beat Sherman to death and he becomes Candyman for a while. Apparently, you're just they're just passing the mantle as from like one person That's to the next as they're Anthony. killed by That's police, I guess. Character. Um, but William Burke, towards the end of this movie, has the Anthony character, who's the artist, and is intentionally trying to set him up because he knows cops will kill him so that then he can become the new Candyman to sort of expand the mythology of Candyman uh, to not just go to historically what was like lynchings, but now just straight up generic police violence, I guess. So I don't know, which is weird because Sherman also died due to police violence. So it seems like it should have already been there. Maybe that's why I'm having problems with the gentrification angle. I don't know. Um, because it was happening before the gentrification part two. Oh, <laughs> so man. I don't know. But anyway. Nah, black neighborhoods were fine until they NWA. Fine. And then they were fine until gentrification. Fine until, gentrification. fine until Obama. Um, and so so that's who William Burke is. So this article, it says, um, Anthony's push to be the next Candyman is different from previous ones because William Burke assists with setting him up to be gunned down by police. William Burke knows that this time white people will suffer. So, I don't know if you know this about Candyman, but um, he comes out of your mirror. So, it doesn't actually matter what race you are. If you do the thing, he'll come kill you. 
so I don't know if anyone saw the first movie, but white people died in that movie too. Which is, that is the most fucking, like, talk some shit again ass villain of all times. Just say my fucking name. He doesn't even care if you put some respect on it or not. Jesus Christ, there's no nuance with this guy. It's not. Fucking candy, and that's what I wanted to see was, was... That's a relentless killer, and I wanted more kills, like you said. Yes, more kills. Um, But yeah, so he says, this time white people will suffer. I don't know what that means, because white people were already suffering uh, due to, I mean, you know, whatever, uh, due to Candyman suffering, you know, but uh, due to Candyman, so I don't get this. And then this article continues, they are now in the neighborhood, and white people will assuredly say Candyman's name to showcase their bravado, which is nothing more than white privilege hubris. What? Now, I agree that there is a lot of hubris among white people. It's part of the culture. No. But, um... You don't know that. White people are only going to start saying his name because they live in the neighborhood? Like, again, I feel like people did not watch the first movie because the movie was about a white woman who was basically a gentrifier. She was a college, uh, I think a grad student, doing research on Candyman and just walked into Cabrini Green as a white woman. Like... Which is saying something, if you know anything about Karina Green. Um, but so yeah, I don't understand this argument that now like, oh, it's gonna fuck up white people. Now, Candyman was already doing that. I don't get it. Um, so it says, though an argument can be made about Burke knowingly setting Anthony up to die, all the cops had to do was not shoot an unarmed black man laying on the ground and they couldn't even manage that. Now, I agree with that, but keep in mind, at the beginning of the movie, we see them murder Sherman. They beat him to death. And he was not doing anything, right? They referenced other people that have been killed by police who have done nothing. So again, I don't understand the gentrification angle when literally police do this all the time, whether a neighborhood is gentrified or not. So I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't get this gentrification obsession. Uh, then they mentioned the parasitic nature of white encroachment shines through these seemingly woke white people who now reside in Cabrini Green, as does the more substantial police presence. Was y'all niggas ever in Cabrini Green? There was always a substantial police presence. I feel like these people have never, like, do not know what Cabrini Green was. It was a fucking housing project in the ghetto, and I don't know what else to say. Like, and now, like, are we dealing with this, like, um, not even liberal, leftist, white romanticized idea of black neighborhoods and then gentrification? Like, do they think the black neighborhoods are a bunch of niggas dressed like Kanye West and most deaf dancing in the park? Like, there's a reason why niggas be saying hood. That shit is hood. <laughs> like, I don't get it. And, you know, so just like, I guess, as a historical point, at one time, the Chicago, like the city of Chicago tried to argue Cabrini Green wasn't so bad. So the mayor lived there, but she had a 24-7 police force with her. <laughs> like, that was Cabrini Green. Like, it, like I don't know if y'all saw the first one, but everything was just all raggedy and tattered and spray painted and broke down. And that's literally what it was like there. I do not... 
understand what these people are talking about with this gentrification brought it out thing. I just don't get it. Yeah, they were broken <laughs> windows policing because the police broke all the windows already. Exactly. Like, that's how they knew where to police. They were already there <laughs> to fuck it up. Right? Like, yeah, this is the fucking the gentrification, uh, like, tr- uh, fantasized trajectory of people that actually know what broken windows policing is. Like, they've memorized all these, like, scripted facts. Mm-hmm. But maybe there is, like, some fucking uh, facts that have to come, like, person to person. That... I guess. I don't know. But, no, you just you just didn't actually listen to no one black. No one black that wasn't an academic that wasn't even from there. You listened to a nigga from Utah that studied it while he was at Cambridge or some like, shit. I mean, the fact that they did, at one point, did a documentary and there was a kid who was maybe, like, 13, 14, and all he had to say to the camera was, if you don't live here, don't be here and walked away that should tell you everything you need to know i don't like all the signs are here <laughs> like all the red flags all the like it, i don't know what's not clicking with folks um all right so they say a uh, candy man shifts past a nightmare figure for the black residents and becomes an expression of the collective rage and pain from centuries of abuse I mean, he kind of was... All right. White people collectively become the stand-in for white individuals who have personally harmed. Uh, While its fairness is debatable, the benefits white people continue to reap from black generational trauma are inarguable. Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, I just don't... (laughs) And they keep, like, mentioning, like, rarely in marginalized communities is the presence of white people a positive. Yeah, no shit. Uh, cops seem to stalk, harass, and abuse while gentrifiers use micro- microaggressions to flex their privilege, all while maintaining their liberal, sympathetic facade. And all that is true? I just don't know what that has to do with this movie. Oh, with this movie? Because that's what it was about. I guess. Because, like, you so... You didn't see it? <laughs> I did see it, <laughs> actually. Because I'm like, okay, so st- so they're going heavy on this whole gentrification thing, but, like, who were, like, some of the first white people that Candyman killed in this movie? It was those girls in the bathroom. Yeah. It was just teenage girls basically just being stupid. Like, oh, a candy man's not real. I'm not going to say it. You say it. You say it. You know that yeah. shit. And he came out and killed them. It had nothing to do with... I mean, I guess technically, um, if the art exhibit hadn't existed, the girl wouldn't have gotten the idea in her head. But it's not like she herself was a gentrifier. She wasn't like a business developer. Like, yeah. let me fuck up these Negroes and like tear down their shit and put, uh, you know, condos on it. Um, she wasn't like a landlord raising the rent so black people couldn't, uh, you know, afford to live there. And like, it was, and I guess if you want to talk about the shock, it was like four or five white girls, right? It was like four or five girls in that bathroom scene. Um, the Asian kid ran out. The Asian girl did run yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Aquafina <laughs> said, no, I, I, I'm not, I don't want to be racist anymore. <laughs> I never did it. I never said it. That was Aquafina's coming to Jesus moment. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> we hope we have extra energy for that separately. <laughs> I already have it queued. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Aquafina, you have queued? Yes. Her fucking, uh, well, uh. It's very that articulate. One, that one? Yeah. It was, it was good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um. Yeah, and so it's just like, so that, you know, and it's a horror movie. Like, I don't care that he's killing white girls, whatever. Like, it's somewhat slasher movie. That's kind of common. But, like, that was not a 
gentrification commentary. No, like, what's it, what, why, what up? And, and like, people will say that, oh, well, it's because it's white people getting fucked up now instead of black people, and then saying it's white hubris or whatever, but keep in mind that the sort of villain of the movie, the black guy who runs the laundromat, I just forgot his name, I mentioned it earlier. Uh, William. <laughs> William. What's his name? His name, Burke, Burke, yeah. Yeah. Um, and but keep in mind, when he was a child, after Sherman got killed by police and became Candyman, his sister got killed by Candyman because her and her friend did that dumb shit, remember? Yes. So it's like, how are you going to talk about this is just going to affect white people or this is just going to tap into white arrogance when actually clearly, no, this is just a human thing or possibly a youthful thing that, oh, it's not real. It won't happen because it's an urban legend. That's not... Like, specifically speaking, like, white hubris. You know what I mean? Because there's so many things that white people are so fucking arrogant about. And, like, the one time. I'm just like, oh. So why did Candyman kill those girls? Because they said his name. That's, that was it. He has one beef, and it's with anybody that says his fucking name. And everyone says, yeah, I want beef with Candyman. And everyone knows what's going to happen. Right. And they keep doing it. I don't understand. But yeah, so I really don't understand the gentrification argument because um, while gentrification, again, was part of the backdrop of the story, a lot of the things that happened uh, or course of events that happened would have happened regardless without gentrification. So I don't get it. I don't know. Did you? I don't know. Where you were need, you? You need it? gentrification to have black pain. You need gentrification to have black pain. Yeah. I don't think so. They can't, do, they cannot do it with just the standard issued apartheid. Uh huh. Is, right. is that what it is? You have to have integrated apartheid. Okay. To hurt these niggers. Oh, okay. All right. You can't just have the, re- the school resource officer, which another one body slammed a black girl a couple days ago. Of course. Yeah. All right. Of course. You have to have his niece there to see how it's done. Yeah. But then I also wonder too, like, are they obsessed with gentrification because gentrification is um, like relatively new as a concept? So that means like now, like the police violence coming from gentrification is on film. So now it's like real. Yeah. Because like they did this shit like back when too. a lot of the lynchings in like the 50s and even going back to the 40s and 30s were about like stealing black people's land and shit like that, which is also kind of gentrification. (laughs) So I don't know why this. I don't know. Yes, you do. I do. Yeah, you do. I do. We like saying we don't know, but we know. <laughs> we know who raised you. <laughs> but yeah, so it's just, again, it, I just find the gentrification angle weird on so many levels when, I like, I, I, did you mean white supremacy? Did you just generically mean white supremacy? Because that would have made way more sense. Yeah, it's almost like people are, <laughs> like there's... Everything is politicized, and now so we have to call it this politicized term to discuss this film because you know what? Black people are politicized. Yeah. Anything we do or say in public or private is politicized. So, because it's by this damn nigger Jordan Peele that does this Negro comedy, right? And he's been doing mm-hmm. these Negro films, this damn Us and this goddamn, uh, was it the Get Out? Yep. And all that business. And they, oh, the Monkey Paw? Are they, are they making fun of us, making fun of them? What the fuck did he call it Monkey Paw for? I don't understand him. Negros, right? And. Now they did, and then he bring us some new Negro gal to, to direct this film. Yes, Nia DaCosta. Oh God, uppity negress! <laughs> uh, just brought in a new uppity negress, and so now we have to talk about it like this. 
And that's why I appreciate the shows that are talking about kill counts and shit like that. Yes. People that are still like horror though, scary. Yes. Cause like, that's kind of what it is. I'm not ill. Like still when I go in the basement, I'm going to think about Pennywise, mm-hmm. but you know, like Candyman has a spot for me now. I, mean, but I feel like Candyman is like the least scary one of all. So all you gotta do is not talk shit. Right. Just don't say shit. <laughs> Yeah. Literally, literally just mind your own business and you will live longer. See? Literally. Right? Well, Pennywise just be like, I'm hungry. Right. 27 years, baby. (laughs) It's time. I'm hunting whoever. Are you alone and easily frightened? Oh, look look at this guy with anxiety issues and unresolved trauma. That's my guy. Yeah, come on down here and do another load of laundry, big guy. Maybe that's what's clogging the drain down it's there. Pennywise. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> and I almost brought another snake at the home improvement store today. I'm just gonna pull Pennywise up. Pull Pennywise up. That's what's gonna happen. Then I'm just gonna have to cuss him out for ruining my house. That's gonna be awkward. You gonna make it down from the attic to the basement in time? Pennywise works fast. He oh. does work fast. Yeah, like the new Jason, where Jason runs. You seen that one? Phoenix has been trying to get me to watch that film. And I think we're both just forgetting because I'm on board. Yes. Yeah, I'm sold. I think there's another one. Was it Kate? Was that the one you already had me sold on? Oh, no. That was the one we watched yesterday. Yeah, but I think you told me and had me sold on Oh, yeah. Before. But also, uh, you finally agreed to watch Zombieland. Zombieland. And that's Mm -hmm. Michael DeCostas, the Bruce Willis... uh, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Well, I know these guys. I know who's who. Yeah, he thinks Woody Harrelson and Bruce Willis are the same person. They look alike. Yeah, they look alike. Anyways. They're like Ray Liotta and the AIDS guy. What that, what's that nigga's name? Who? Um, Charlie Sheen. What? Didn't that nigga have HIV or some shit? Ah, shit. Yes, I'm, Charlie I'm doing... Sheen has HIV. What the fuck? He doesn't look anything like Ray Liotta. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, they do. Really? Hold on, Charlie Sheen? I never mixed, at any point I used point to mix them up in the 90s. Never at any point in their lives. Ray Liotta. We, if you could at least get a, a, an Emily, Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen, that would make sense. They probably look alike, too. <sighs> I know what I'm doing. Oh, my God. Ray Liotta and Charlie Sheen. Anyways, um, I do have to say, though, um... Something that they did not explain that I wish they would explain is what is Candyman's beef with the name? Oh, with people just saying Yeah, it? like, what the fuck? Why does he come out and kill you? Like, what, well, has he been a homophobe this whole time? And y'all gonna stop calling me Candyman. Like, I... uh... No, no, that guy that got, the, got killed in the beginning is far too scary to be the butt of... Non-ironically, the butt of homophobic jokes. Yeah? Like, no, that man was kind of terrifying. What the fuck? Why is he just saying, don't even, don't even call my shit? Right. Is, like, what is going on? Is he like, on? none of y'all come out when the police came. Don't call me for no motherfucking candy no more. Is that what y'all it is? Y'all keep calling me for some goddamn candy. Ain't none of y'all did shit when the one time came. Is that what it is? But then even, <laughs> but keeping in with this um, current Candyman mythology, he's not even the first Candyman. The other guy was Candyman before him. Why the was one the, that was dating the white woman? Who pissed off the first candy man about candy? When was Halloween first widespread practiced out here? Hold on. Let's This is a wine cellar deep dive. 
<laughs> I'm a researcher. What are you researching? I'm being a researcher. <laughs> oh my God. It's what I've always but, been. Yes, I would like to know why Candyman is like so obsessed with killing people who say his name, and I wish someone would explain it. If anyone has a good theory about it, let me know, because I want to know. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Okay, in the 1840s, Halloween first came to the States. Okay. okay. When, when did Halloween involve candy? Oh, right. Trick-or-treating. Practice. With, oh, trick-or-treating. Okay. That, yeah. Yeah, that probably pissed him the fuck off. <laughs> so oh, candy when was trick-or-treating invented? Okay. Because can't, so Candyman is just pissed off because 1930s? The 1930s? Oh, shit. Was, um, was that Prohibition times? That was Prohibition times. So y'all took, y'all took Candyman's bottle and his job? Yes. And his girlfriend and his life and his hand. Oh, yeah. Yeah, don't say my name for shit. <laughs> Don't, don't come up talking. Don't come up saying my motherfucking name. <laughs> Fuck y'all. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's a little weird. Yeah. yeah. Trick-or-treating um, does not seem to have become widespread practice until the 1930s with the first U.S. appearance of the term in 1932 and the first use as a national publication occurring in 1939. Holy crap. Okay, so Is 19- Bernie Sanders older than trick-or-treating? Man, don't do that. Don't make me <laughs> oh don't make God. don't make me search that. Now I have to search that. God Wait, damn it. 1939 was the first time I was in a publication. Oh God, Bernie, please be Oh God. Nah, 41. He was, he was literally cutting his first teeth <laughs> when trick-or-treating was a national Jesus. time. Oh my god, he's I love Bernie, but he's so old. <laughs> That's why he wanted dental to be a part of him. <laughs> he knew what was coming. What the fuck is this bullshit? <laughs> oh my god. Why does anyone listen to this fucking podcast? I don't understand. Why? Because I'm a researcher. I searched 1939 um, racist incidents. Oh, no. Candy, the original Candyman died in like 1880 or something. Yeah, but the, can we know, but now we know why he, you, don't, you don't go talking that shit. <laughs> was because of something from 1939. Okay. Okay, so it was the eve of World War II. Uh-huh. Europe may not be too surprising. The airing uh-huh. idea of a radical departure from most of mainstream radio. And uh, so we have a quote from a John Lafarge Jr. who said, Racism already has a foothold in America. During the two or three decades that immediately precede the War of Secession, and shortly after that event, racist theories singularly like those being circulated by the Nazis were propagated in this country. They were used to justify chattel slavery, later to justify political and legal discrimination against the Negro. The influences of America's racist (laughs) doctrine has persisted into our day. Some of them were revived on the floor of the Senate during the filibuster on the Wagner Van Nuys anti lynching bill oh that was it the anti-lynching bill yep that was it okay okay and it was discussed in so 1938 we found (laughs) it so there was an anti-lynching bill and some shit that someone said on the floor pissed Candyman off to the point of where he is still taking that ass out in 2021 Mm. pandemic or no did Candyman put on a mask he ain't got time for that shit. 
Okay. Because he bees the hardest. He bees the hardest. Yes. And his bees are also the hardest. <laughs> All right. You um, found a hot quote? Oh, yeah. I was just glancing to see. Um, it has one of those, like, things you may have missed <clears throat> sort of articles, but I'm not really seeing anything. Um, oh, just a couple, like, side-by-sides <clears throat> as far as, like, imagery goes, but... Like, when, like, he comes out of the... I thought that when I saw it, too. Um, like, when he comes out of the uh, the hole in the wall, the Sherman guy in the beginning, it looks like that white woman in the original when she goes through a hole in the wall when she's doing her research on Cabrini Green. Like, stuff like that, but... Um, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I'm one of those people who never saw the Ridge. Yeah, that was... That, 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 yeah, there were some good, like, homage moments like that, but... Ah, yeah. But, yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. So, I don't know. I liked it. What did you think of it? Other than not enough kills. What else did you think of it? Oh, that the shit um, also, like, scoring, love music, damn good. And we noticed something, right? We noticed, like, some fucking, like, just the black connection of it all. Like, because uh, we watched it first before we had the household slumber party. Mm-hmm. And um, you play, you were like, you got to hear this piano riff. Yeah. And I hear it, and I'm like... Let me cue something up after this. <laughs> yes. And then I played, because uh, that movie came out in 92, and that was like their original piano riff they made for that film. Mm-hmm. And then I played you where these uh, this hip-hop duo out of the Bay Area in California in 1998 on keyboard replayed that riff and made a hardcore song out of it. Yes. And it's just like, ah, God damn it. Like, <laughs> just black people passing it around and then me in Washington State hears it digs that rift moves to Florida finds you and then we're jamming to it together in Michigan yep as it tends to go it's the black connection <laughs> yeah love scoring love the fucking uh, music again I'm not a film buff mm-hmm. so like when I say I think they had some good shots this is coming from a novice eye. Great. So maybe maybe you're a pedestrian like me. Maybe we need film reviews by pedestrians for pedestrians. That's let, not a bad idea. Yeah, like let the pretentious nerds talk to each other with their fucking glass of Merlot. Fuck all that. All right, we got some 96 proof, nigga. Some real deal. Real all right, deal, so yes. we, yeah, this is 96 proof film reviews. All right? <laughs> That's a great name for a show, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly that's a fantastic name yeah so like if you're looking for a movie that's fucking fat the movie is fat mm-hmm. um if you're like me and you're one of those stuck in the 90s negroes you're gonna you're gonna get hit upside the head with your stuck in the 90s-ness and just know that that's you not them right look they wear the skinny pants now it's not like that character in his, is in some weird costume mm-hmm. that's how folks dress yes alright so cause I don't think people are ready for the high waters this nigga is wearing. If you haven't seen it yet. Because you can see he has on high top Chuck Taylors, but his pants are so high, you can see his socks as well. It's a little Steve Urkel-esque. Yeah. But but like, this is like the guy. And that's just how folks look. So like, you're going to have to get over the fashion. There is the tackiness where... I think it's going to be hard to get, like, really great films that just stand on their own greatness anymore. Like, when Phoenix showed me a kind of abstract film a bit called, like, called Otis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, films like that, you're not going to get much. You might want to go indie to get that. But, like, anything mainstream, 
they're kind of gonna speak in meme a bit in the in the scripting. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be that tackiness. They're gonna talk like Black Twitter. I think that um, movie and then um, subsequently Netflix series Dear White People exemplifies that a great deal. Yeah, you're gonna get that. Like, take that with it, you know. Accept <laughs> the cringe, right? <laughs> like, take that cringe head on. Do it right. Turn to your neighbor. Say, neighbor, that was Coney. And then fucking move on and keep rocking with the film. Mm-hmm. I, that was a little Pentecostal move I did right there. All right, the non-Protestants don't really know what that was. Yeah, um, I appreciated the fact that um, all the black women in the movie had natural hairstyles. Hmm. That's just one of those random things that I notice in movies. But yeah, huh? Fair deal. Yeah. Yes, and they did Angela Bassett's hair. Lovely. Looks very much like the original. Okay, you know what? I don't know who Angela Bassett was in there. She was his mom, the artist guy's mom. Okay, did she get much screen time? She only had one scene where after like all the weird stuff started happening, he went to see her. Oh, right, because he got uh, stung by the Candyman bee and it got infected. Yeah. So he went to the hospital and the nurse was joking like, welcome back, you know, you were born here. But he thought he was from somewhere else, so he went to go see his mom and she told him the truth about his infancy in Cabrini Green but it was like only that one scene and, okay. that, and that was Angela Bassett damn that was Bassett right mm-hmm. there looking right. fucking like 25 years old still Jesus Christ oh no she just looks black and healthy and, and rich very rich <laughs> very rich yeah incredibly <laughs> fucking rich <laughs> so yeah yeah like she probably like there's an electrolysis machine that just follows her around just fucking <laughs> wrinkle zap Right, yeah, like just a fucking $8 million wrinkle taser. <laughs> right, she's rich, man. Like, like, like working class black people, stop comparing your skin to multi-millionaires that have been rich for three decades. Yeah. All right, stop comparing. Your skin has been through some shit and it reflects your survival. All right, every single wrinkle is a fucking layer of trophies. All right, those are your layers of trophies, my niggas. All right, right? Like women like Phoenix Kalita, you don't like your freckles? That's biological glitter. Isn't that something we call that? That's your glitter. Mm -hmm. All right, love your glitter. Shine, baby, shine. I'm saying baby now. My, 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 I'm an old Negro now. Shit. Oh, shine, baby. Like, like cookout energy. Yeah, is that what's happening? God damn it. We have a grill back there. We have two grills. Guys, two, two grills. We have a little fucking table grill for just for fast stacking burgers. I don't feel like waiting for the chicken to be done. Let's we can make a burger so damn fast on that little grill. Yes. Yeah, which that might that might fuck around and be my life. I need to get to that point. Like, can I make it all the way to social security so I can sit on the front porch with the burger grill? Yeah. And just grill a burger like every three hours <laughs> and then just fucking go sit there and be constipated for a while and that'll be my life. <laughs> every three hours. It's a lot of burgers. This is a Candyman review, folks. You're gonna be like that guy from Popeye. Um, what, what was his line? I will gladly give you this, that, and the other on Tuesday for yeah. a burger. That- <laughs> yes. Which, who was that nickel slick nigga in the 1940s or whenever they made that cartoon? Probably Mel Blanc. He did every other voice back then. Huh. Um, that's the one who did um, Bugs Bunny. I swear to God, he did like every fucking voice back then. Anyways, um, yeah, so I don't know. Did we have more thoughts about Candyman? 
Oh, uh, uh, no, but we have uh, Zach over here uh, asking, Hey, Phoenix, uh, I've been curious for a while. Your Twitter has uh, they, them pronouns, but I hear everyone using she, her for you. Is that um, uh, just on Twitter? Oh, that is um, everywhere outside of my house. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 I don't even know. I don't. I don't. I don't be a part of these. This is not my lane. <laughs> um, no, I usually go with they/them pronouns. Um, pretty much everywhere else, but as just based on conversations that we have had about gender and femininity, and like it's just different. <laughs> like I don't know. It's weird to explain. It's. Uh, I, I'm one of the niggas. I don't. I don't be known. Oh no! Basically, you say she, and that's fine because we have talked about that, and like that's fine. Oh. And that's that. Oh, we did? Yes, we did. See, we talked about that. We did. We talked about it a lot. Actually, yeah. Like, I do yeah. I do remember, but, saying, like, so much. It, it has been an it's active been ass five years. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, it's been super fucking active. Yeah, so I need refreshers. Like, just, just start recording these shits and play them back. Just in my it's own like, podcast. It's going to be like our uh, retirement podcast. Just... Yeah. Hey, remember that time in 2019 when we said? Oh, man. Yeah, or when you predicted uh, the liberals are just going to turn into conspiracy theorists about Russia or something. <clears throat> Good prediction. Weird. Yep. All right. Then so shout out to Zach there and shout out to Max. I text message with Max. We talk to each other. I have a fucking friend. <laughs> you are so adorable I, about what? it. You're all excited. Well, like, out. I have a friend. Yeah, I'm, I'm hip now. I can now. text someone. That's right. Slacking off at work and texting because that job is very hard. I don't know if you knew that. Really? Super challenging. Super challenging. You see you see how I come home groggy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. All you, right. never, you never know what's happening. Man, we need to finish that bottle of Carlo Rossi because we're yes, rough we like do. that. Yes, we do. Okay, and Zach Loco said, said, I respect niggas like you. That's what it says in there oh. verbatim. That's not exactly what it says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but Zach said, yeah, I represent the block too. That's not what he said. Why? Why? Zach would ride with me. We would, we would Did ride you on ask some Zach busters. if they would like to do that first? Zach, you want to ride on some busters? This is not a good podcast. Okay, Zach, but, do not say yes. But this program, <laughs> yeah. and so, but ultimately, um, uh, Candyman is not about gentrification. Y'all niggas' conversations and your articles are about gentrification. Mm-hmm. The film is not. The film is about slashing these fools up because they keep saying his fucking name. Yes. And also, it's dope. Watch it. All right. If you should so have access to funding to be able to watch it, fund watching it. If you need your comrades to help you out, hit up your comrades. Hit up us. We'll hit up us. Hit us up. We'll hit up comrades. You will watch it. And no, uh, Zach said no. We are not going to ride on these busters. Told you. That is logical choice, Zach. Well, fine then. I'm still getting my Pennywise costume. Why do you want a Pennywise costume? To see walk in front of the house on Halloween. <laughs> That's called freedom. I'm going to end up in that fucking Michigan group is what's going to yes, happen. Yes, you are. Yes, I'm gonna you are. I'm going to end up are. fucking posted. 
All right. <clears throat> WineCellarMedia.com. Did it happen? Did it really? Ah, 47-minute episode. That's pretty close, I yeah. think. Oh, yeah. Anytime I see he see 47, Mitt Romney ruined that number for me. I cannot see 47 and not think of this nigga just tanking the election for himself with that 47% video. All right. So, peace and be as safe as possible wherever you are. Yes. Stop recording. Recording stopped. There it goes.